The Start On Demand. On demand. Who does the chores in your home? Stats Canada says we're approaching a 50-50 split in this country. But we want to know who does the bulk of the chores in your place. A Winnipeg Rail Company is taking a big hit from all the blockades. We'll learn how a Winnipeg wife and husband team have combined art with beer. Black History Month continues and today we'll celebrate with our good friend and a ray of sunshine, A.Y. Senator. And today's workplace trivia almost got X-rated. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry and McNabb, and this is the Friday, February 21st podcast for The Start. Mackling, McGarry and McNabb. And right out of the gate, I'm going to turn this over to you, Greg, because you, as always, you came in just rip snorting, steam coming out of your ears. Nah, actually, it's I was a daily laughing. ritual. Daily ritual. <laughs> on what is making Greg mad about Donald Trump? Nah. This did make me laugh this morning, though, it when did. I heard it. Yeah, it did. In a, in a like, as I said, ridiculously stupid, hilariously, slightly racist, slightly delusional way yeah it's one of those things where you're laughing you've got your hand over your eyebrows and you're looking at the floor and you're somewhat embarrassed to be (laughs) chuckling about some of the things that donald trump says during a rally in colorado springs colorado last night imagine that colorado springs is in Colorado. Well, Kansas isn't in Kansas City isn't in the great state of Kansas. Right? You picked really? up. You picked up on what I was I, throwing I feel down. like I've just learned something this there morning. There you go. President Donald Trump bemoaned this year's Academy Award winner for Best Picture. Man, with the Academy Awards this year, did you see? And the winner is a movie from South Korea. What the hell was that all about? Parasite. We got enough problems with South Korea with trade. On top of it, they give them the best movie of the year. Was it good? I don't know. I feel like a very opportune moment in history is happening right now. I'm looking for like where, where, let's get Gone with the Wind. Can we get like Gone with the Wind back, please? Gone with the Wind has captured the imagination and acclaim of the entire world. The screen has never known a love story to compare with this. When Rhett Butler meets Scarlett O'Hara. I love you more than I've ever loved any woman. And I've waited longer for you than I've ever waited for any woman. Let me alone. Sunset Boulevard. Rising to the heights, William Holden creates a startling portrayal. And a new star is born in Sunset Boulevard, Miss Nancy Olson. Joe? Where are you? What's this all about? Why don't you come out and see for yourself? The address is 10,086 Sunset Boulevard. So many great movies. The winner is from South Korea. I thought it was best foreign film, right? Best foreign movie. No, it was the button. Did this ever happen before? And then you have Brad Pitt. I was never a big fan of his. He got up and said, little wise guy said, little wise guy. Thank you, the Academy, for this honor of honors. They told me I only have 45 seconds up here, which is 45 seconds more than the Senate gave John Bolton this week. I'm thinking maybe Quentin does a movie about it. In the end, the adults do the right thing. He's a little wise guy. Anyway. <laughs> nice Can we get go- Gone with the Wind back? Yeah, let's go back 80 years. Nothing says contemporary <laughs> movies like Gone with the Wind. Like he couldn't oh, come up boy. with anything in the last 10 years that he would rather see again? Uh, I don't know. I guess that Gone with the Wind is a pretty powerful picture in the life of Donald J. Trump. Yeah, well, he was born, what, seven years after it came out? So perhaps saw it a few times? I don't know. That could be. What an odd, odd thing. As you said this morning, the people at the (laughs) rally are just as funny the way they cheer at things and boo things (laughs) as as he is. God with food, win! Yes! 
Yes. I bet you have those people have never even seen it before. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, so to answer the president's question, by the way, has this ever happened before? No. Parasite was the first foreign language movie to win Best Picture at the Academy Awards. It did also win awards for directing an original screenplay, and I think it also won the Best Foreign Film. And uh, Brad Pitt won the award for Best Actor in a Supporting Role. So, yeah, that was uh, that was fun. And what was the music, by the way? That was just the uh, version of the Academy Awards or the Oscars theme. So just to set the tone for this morning. What's happening? Is it 9.35? Is it AY? A.Y. DeSenator. DeSenator is coming in. And I'm watching the hockey game last night. Jets, Senators. And Ottawa scores the first goal. And all I could think about was, A.Y. DeSenator is coming into the studio tomorrow. (laughs) And if the Jets lose to the Senators tonight, I'm going to have to remove myself from the studio because I will be so angry. Because of his name? Angry. (laughs) Because it will remind me. Because the Jets are... In a playoff battle, of course, they find themselves in a playoff spot this morning. The Senators, not so much. So it would have been not a good game to lose for the Jets last night. Yeah, 5-1 winners over Ottawa. And we're going to talk sports with Kelly Moore at 745. And indeed, A.Y. DeSenator from Africanet is joining us at 935 to talk about Black History Month. Uh, Really, it's... Just an excuse to get him to visit us because whenever he comes in, uh, and I purposely booked it for Friday yeah. at nine thirty-five to send us into the weekend on like a it. good positive note because it's a, he's he's like a, if if you could put a rainbow inside a human being, that's him. So, I like that. Yeah, happy that's guy. That's a very good description. I you was going to say a rainbow keg of inside happiness. a human being. Yeah, he's a lot of fun to have around, especially as you said, as we head into a weekend and. You know, we got that happening. We got beer to talk about. That's right. At eight fifty, we're going to have have somebody come in who is combining art with beer. This is uh, Blank Canvas Beer Company, and uh, the first release features Torx Perry Joyal and local artist Cal Barteski, who is a well-known artist. So I figured that sounds cool. And uh, hey, it's uh, I like beer. So. And we also want to talk about at 6.45 in our Having Coffee segment, who does the chores in your house? If you live with someone... Is it your partner? Is it you? Which ones do you do? Do you find what did how did you put it this morning, which I hadn't heard before, but it's like blue and pink jobs. Blue and pink jobs, which I which I also hate just for the idea that we still have blue and pink being meaning boy and girl, but you're it it I do find in my house the outside stuff is more my husband and the inside stuff is more me. And not because I can't do the outside things. I just don't think to do the outside things <laughs> as quickly. And he doesn't think, I don't believe, to do the inside th- jobs as quickly. But there are times I'll hear that mower fire up and think, well, I'd like to be outside for the next hour instead of cleaning these sinks and toilets, right? But I don't, I don't know why it started the way it started and then how to correct it now. Trust me. We do not want you to find out about the serenity of cutting the lawn and the peace and quiet that goes along with it. Earbuds, your favorite music, and just time yeah. outside. Yeah, you're yeah. in the sun. Sorry. And like we you just, are not getting that job. And we just have a push mower, so it's exercise too. Like the whole thing mm-hmm. sounds fantastic. It is, it's great. Yeah. I gotta I gotta switch this up. Anyway, at six forty five, <laughs> that's what we're gonna chat about. There's a new study out that shows we're getting closer to 50-50 sharing in the house, so it's not women doing most of the work as it was in decades past. But I'd be curious to hear what people say. Yeah, let us know, 204-780-6868. Up next, we're going to talk... Are we talking more about Portage Place in our next segment? I think you printed out... Or am I looking in the... Am I in the wrong script here? Um, I think I'm in yesterday's. You're in yesterday's. We're yeah. talking uh, about saying I love you in public. Ooh. Greg has harvested some great video of someone who said I love you to their dad in a very public way. And, oh, yes. Uh, that's do right. Do you say I love you to your loved one in public over the phone? Ever say it to a stranger? Ever say it to a coworker accidentally? I've said it to a boss. As you hang up the phone, okay, thanks, I love you. And they're like, oh, God, I don't. I really, really don't. Mackling McGarry McNabb, household chores can take up as much time in a week as a part-time job. But a new report from Statistics Canada shows men and women are dividing the labor more evenly. Oral Gregory with more now on who is doing what. At the Holloways, everyone pitches in. The kids help out with pancakes on Sunday morning. Mom Eva handles the groceries and laundry. And Dad Adam takes on the chores outside. I would 
be more inclined to go fix something in the garden or mow the lawn and then and she'll be more inclined to do the kids clothes and things like that but it, it's not that we've made that active decision it's just a you know it kind of fell that way. Across Canada the household duties are falling more evenly among men and women according to a new report from Statistics Canada. What we are seeing in modern households regardless of the age of that couple that there's more sharing in household management and household tasks and the way in which those tasks are divided is more based on interest and availability than by gender. About 50% of Canadians reported sharing dish duty, grocery shopping and organizing the social calendar evenly with their spouse. More than half said women handled the laundry and meal prep and almost 80% reported yard work and repairs were mostly done by men. What the research shows is that when there's more sharing in a household, both in terms of the household tasks and household management, as well as caring for children or providing elder care, that there's less stress and strain on one person and they don't feel like they're carrying a disproportionate part of the load and there's less pressure on the relationship as a result. Laurel Gregory, Global News. All right, so Jeff Braun is here, Kelly Moore, producer Kyle in for Jeff Fortier today. Who does the chores in your home? Kelly, why don't we start with you? Well, I was raised in a household uh, where everybody just kind of pitched in. So that's the way it's always been in our house. I would say it's probably about a 50-50 split, uh, although my wife does the majority of the cooking because she's outstanding. And I kind of like to listen to Christian on the sports show at night, so I tidy up the kitchen and do the dishes. Uh, As far as laundry, that's probably about a 50-50 split. Outside chores, though, I take care of most of that. Yeah. Yeah. And... uh Jeff, while well, you live by yourself. 50-50 split. Like we, Kelly and I were talking about, I do 50% of the chores and then I do the other 50%. <laughs> How do you now, decide when to start one half and, and then end? I don't know. It just, just works out that way. Okay. I like to do a lot schedule? of it on Thursday night and then I don't have to do it on the weekends. So. That's what I was going to ask. Like, yeah. Do you find there's a day or a thing you're more inclined to do first when you live alone? Like, What 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 gets you cleaning? Like, What grosses you out the most before you get to that just, line? Where I, you're like, just uh, untidiness grosses yeah. me out. So i got to tidy everything up and then once I start doing that and start washing stuff and scrubbing stuff. I that, think he'd be a great roommate. Don't you think he'd be good? He's no, he's very tidy. You don't want to live with me. Well, and that's, <laughs> that's like with my situation, now that I live by myself again, I I find that I can almost never motivate myself to do anything, but when I live with somebody, I it's almost like this overwhelming need to just do the chores to make sure that things are tidy. I think maybe because I don't want my mess mm-hmm. to sort of overtake the place, so I just end up doing almost everything. And uh, like in my, when I owned a house, I did virtually everything. The only job that the girlfriend I was with at the time uh, was the bathroom because I hated cleaning the bathroom. And I knew that that was the one job that she would eventually do because she couldn't stand a, an unclean bathroom. So I'm like, well, you, I, I got to leave you something to do. So, yeah. <laughs> That's the last thing I do too. Like the, the tub does yeah. not get as much love as it should. <laughs> Kyle? Um, yeah, I think it's pretty much evenly 50-50 split. The one thing I do uh, most of the time, and we joke about this too, is uh, grocery shopping because my wife is, she says this herself, she's too thorough when she goes grocery shopping. Like she'll look at all the the best sales and all the all the ingredients and everything, and I'm just like, I can do this in half an hour. Let's get out. Let's get, I hate get in and get out. The yeah. tandem grocery shop, I despise it. <laughs> Gotta go up and down every aisle, look at all the items. I go in, I've got 10 things I want, I'm in and out in 10 minutes. Yeah. Do you think if we had your partners in here that they'd also agree it was 50-50? Yes. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> can, you go, can you go get them? I'm, I'm, I'm serious because I think we all, like, uh, someone's mentioned the laundry. So my husband always helps out with the laundry, but I don't think he ever thinks to do the laundry. So I always kickstart certain chores. And then if he sees them happening, he jumps in. So it's, it's easy to probably think that it's 50-50. But I would argue that there are still a lot of chores in certain houses that... that one spouse or the other might be thinking just do or begin I'll, first. I'll sometimes do all of our laundry, but I always ask way more questions when I'm doing her laundry than I'm doing my yeah. own laundry. Mine just like throw everything in the same washer. Yeah. It's yeah. anarchy and hers. It's like, you know, do I dry this? Do I hang this? What setting is this on? Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Yeah. Like, many my, more questions. My parents were visiting and my mom was asking me about the settings on the washer. And I was like, I don't know. That's how it was when I moved in. <laughs> and I just used <laughs> it like that. Start. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, G-Mac? You know, I, I am very lucky. Jackie uh, is very good at doing a lot of the of the day-to-day stuff. I 
tend to take care of most of the bigger picture issues, but I don't mind doing laundry. I will do the laundry. I'm not allowed to touch Jackie's clothes, though. Exactly. Right? So there ends up inevitably being separate piles and separate loads that get done, and I'm good at separating the whites, and I know what goes where, and I know how to fold laundry. In fact, I'm kind of meticulous about it, and I love doing the outside stuff, but the best part of your kids turning 13 is dangling that $10 bill in front yeah. of them to get them to do the extra stuff that you've basically, I've had enough of doing. So having minions in the house now is extraordinary. You got to mm. pay them though to do stuff. Like you yeah. can't just say do it. Can't you dangle, oh, some of, some dangle of the, the threat of taking stuff away from them? No, no. Some of the, some of the stuff is understood they need yep. to yeah. do, but it's the extra stuff now. Like cleaning the tub, like cleaning out the shower, that sort of thing that we have decided to. Pass the torch. Now, in that story we just played that Laurel Gregory talked to that couple, and he talked about how he does more of the outside stuff, and she does the inside stuff, and they never talked about it. It just naturally happened. That's the case in our house, and, it, and it's the one thing that does bug me, because the outside stuff seems way more fun. Even the snow blowing, I'd rather do. Really? Yeah, you then? get outside, you're outside. It's just that once that person, if you're inside and you start to clean the sink, say, or you're doing the toilets or whatever, that might be the moment where your spouse says, oh, I'm going to get outside and do the shoveling. And as soon as that happens, I think, I'll go do the shoveling. You get back in here and do the toilets. I don't know how it's dis- it was just sort of naturally happened that that's the way it was going to go. Became this. Well, then it's quite simple. Look, the toilets have to be done and the driveway has to be shoveled. Which one would you prefer but, to do? But I would prefer to do the outside stuff. So let's have that conversation. <laughs> but it never, it just started. Like, I don't think he'll, I, I still think there's a lot of chores in the house that people are really good at helping out at now, but they don't naturally think to do. I still think there are probably more women who might look at things and find them dirty more quickly. You need a summit. Yeah. I need a household chore summit. Yeah. yeah. Start the conversation, McNabb. What song is this, uh, Mackling? Finish what you started. The Jets did that last night. They started a little slow, but they finished nicely. Mark Shifley, three goals, his third career hat trick as a Winnipeg Jet. Kelly Moore, join us now. Would I be too cheeky to say that he got into Ottawa's kitchen? Oh, not at all. I like uh, where you're going with all of that. We don't have time to delve in, but uh, 15 seconds for those that don't know. There's a a bit of a legal spat that's going on between Mark and uh, his former personal chef. There we go. We'll leave it there if you want to investigate. Google away. Mm -hmm. But uh, the Winnipeg Jets, Brett and I had a conversation about 10 days ago, and I said, the Jets have six games at home against teams that are not in the playoffs. Right. Then they go on a three-game road trip against three teams who, at the time, were not in the playoffs. Yeah. Philadelphia is now, I believe, right. in, a phil- in a playoff spot. They yes. play them tomorrow. And I said to Brett, if the Jets could go in those nine games, seven of nine, mm-hmm. then we might have a really interesting day well, they're five on and Monday. Two. Right? Five yeah. and two. So yeah. uh, let's see what they do. Yeah. Uh, but, Monday could be interesting for this team. Yeah, the only thing you can do is look forward, though. That's about the only thing, because you can never do, you you can never undo the losses to the Rangers and the Sharks. Uh, But, uh, yeah, it it still is a little bit of a head-scratcher why they come out and play as dopey as they do for the first 10 Mm -hmm. minutes of games. But, it's odd. Uh, yeah, and and I don't think it's lack of preparation. I don't think it's lack of leadership. I just, Frustrating, though, yeah, to watch. It, holy. Yeah, it, it really has to be because I was thinking, oh, boy, this could really get ugly in a hurry. And then they were able to turn it around. I'll tell you, uh, Shafley, though, he plays the same way game in and game out. I don't think it was just lip service after the game when he told reporters. And, and very... You know, you, you could tell sometimes when a when an athlete's fudging it a little bit. But I mean, he, he looked very legitimate and saying, "Guys, I was not at all concerned when I didn't score for twelve go- games in a row." Now he I was wasn't. he was struggling a little bit defensively while you were on holidays. Yes. I don't know how much yeah. hockey you were watching on the beach. I saw some, but not lots. He was yeah. struggling defensively. He looks like he's found another gear in the last, I would say, four games. Well, I think he's probably found a comfortable set of slippers in Blake Wheeler too. So you know that, that and that's a great. Uh, decision by the coaching staff to uh, to reunite those guys at the time that they did. And, uh, you know, there was some carpet going away, uh, I guess. Uh, I, I don't pay much attention to social media, but I saw some comments from people I follow uh, that were questioning why Dylan DeMello would be playing in a third pairing with mm-hmm. Nathan Beaulieu. Well, he hasn't even had a practice with the team. Thank you, Kelly. And barely had a morning skate. And 
it's not like the top two defense pairs have been playing like a bunch of schmucks. But you can see where Dylan DeMello just with what he did last night. The thing that I noticed, there was one shift in particular. He broke up three plays on one shift with a very quick stick and good read. So that that's the kind of guy that can really help you when the games get tight. Connor Hellebuck made some spectacular say or not Connor Hellebuck, Laurent yeah. Brassois. I'm used to saying the yeah, outstanding Hellebuck's been got a little bit of help from his goalposts in the first yes. yeah. period. But uh should we be buying into what the Jets are selling right now? In terms of putting together a little bit of a success streak? Mm, I, I would still only temper it with the idea that uh, they've won three games in a row over Chicago, L.A., and Ottawa. And during this 5-2 and two run, they haven't really, other than you know St. Louis, they haven't really played anybody uh, of, of uh, consequence. So I would, I would say, though, that the one thing Jets fans can take uh, good uh, uh, comfort in, I think, is that this team generally plays consistently, game in and game out. They're going to be in games and give themselves a chance to win. You can't win every one of them, but as long as you can maintain a certain level of play, then I think you're okay. Will be good fortunes for fans who are making that decision. I know some fans got that letter this week that they have to decide on their season tickets today. today. Yeah. So, you know, when the, when the fortunes are better, you're more inclined to uh, return to the club. And, well, and you have to look at it from a big picture perspective yeah. too, Loren. And this has just been one of those seasons where a lot of things have not gone right for this hockey club. You know, uh, just more so uh, off the ice with the Bufflin thing. And then, of course, with the free agency uh, last summer. Uh, will there be another year like this? where a lot of things go against the club, I would say no. When you look at the big picture, this is still a team that I, I think is very entertaining and a lot of fun to watch and uh, and would be a good return for your investment dollar. Only have about a minute left. Just yeah. want to take a look ahead to the curling this weekend because if yeah. you're not watching the hockey, you might want to be paying attention to the to uh, yeah, the they'll, sheets. Well, they'll be, yeah, that, you know, that's right. Whoa, whoa, the, whoa. The pebble? Yeah, between the sheets, yeah. No. Anyway, um, I, 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 there's a huge Manitoba contingent, of course, at the uh, at the Scotties uh, uh, with uh, Kerry Anderson and, of course, Jennifer Jones. They'll play at 12.30 this afternoon. The winner of that game is going to gain a berth into the one-two-page playoff. And, of course, overseas, we have Winnipegger Jacques Gauthier is going to come home with no less than a silver medal from nice. the World Championship. And Mackenzie Zacharias out of Altona, she's battling the Russians tooth and nail right now. We'll have an update on that at 8.25. So the Jets are going to trade for P.K. Subban. That's great. Thanks, Kelly. Yo, We're out of time. Oh, you want to get me? You want to get me? You heard it like here first. You heard it here first. Oh. <laughs> Kevin Sheveldayoff will never do that. I will buy Greg Mackling a month worth of his double-double uh, tea if that happens. But isn't it fun just to think about it? Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. We've been talking this morning about the division of household labor because Statistics Canada says it's closer to 50-50 now than it's ever been. So that's the subject of our question of the day at cjob.com. And the question is, who does the bulk of the chores in your home? So you can cast your vote at cjob.com, on Twitter at 680CJOB, on Facebook and on Instagram. But I just want to quickly read this text message from Denny, who says, Chores are love. If you were alone, all of the chores would be yours and yours alone. Bringing others in or accepting an invite from others should only be done with a willingness to double your responsibilities, not with an expectation that they'll be reduced to half. If this is done sincerely by all parties involved, no one will feel a change in their daily workload, only an increase to their quality of life. I can say it like that so easily. I'm still learning how to live it like that. Work in progress, you know. So uh, we I responded saying, good Lord, Denny, that was deep. And uh, Greg's weighed in saying, I can say this. Love you, Denny. So he says, thanks, ge- thanks, gang. Love you right back. Must be Friday. My brain has been reduced to philosophical mush. <laughs> Namaste. <clears throat> yes, an expletive that kind of, he, I think he's trying to wind it back to, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm zen. I'm he's zen again. Himself. I'm re centered now after this. <laughs> Get throw to swear. Perfect. Keep that feedback coming. 204 780 6868. And now we want to turn our attention back to the blockade. Yeah, the Premier of Manitoba took part in a conference call with the Prime Minister last night where Trudeau stressed they were looking at, quote, all options to end the rail blockades that are having a very real impact 
on Canadian farmers, families and businesses. One of those businesses is Rail Travel Tours based right here in Winnipeg. And this is the time of year where people are supposed to be booking their spring trips, their summer trips. But since those blockades went up at Rail places across the country, its owner, Daryl Adair, says his phone has simply stopped ringing and he's in studio with us now. Good morning, Daryl. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being in here. Uh, I know we all like to sometimes exaggerate. When you say no phone, the phones aren't ringing, no tours have been booked at all for the next coming weeks? Uh, well, exactly. Or even the spring and summer, people want to know what, if I can look into a crystal ball and see if everything's going to be 100% up and running the spring and summer. Right now, we should be rolling out our packages. for. We do a fantastic trip in June up to Prince Rupert to see the mountains and the coastal mountains. Absolutely stunning. But right now, we need, we're going to roll things out to get things word out about it. But we can't do that right now because we don't know where the schedule is going to be, what's going to be happening, or... You know, people are relying on us for more news regarding our packages using VRL Canada. That's what we do. They're coming to you, phoning and saying, do you think this is going to end anytime soon? And you can't honestly answer that question. Correct. I get the odd call from uh, Canadians like that. And I get a few calls from Americans saying about Churchill this summer. And I'm like, I'd like to book you right now. But I think everything's going to be all, everything going to go by spring, summer, even the fall, the polar bear season, dare I say it. But we don't know. It's looking into a crystal ball. The dithering by the politicians is absolutely phenomenal. When they got up in the House yesterday... And the opposition asked the tourism minister, you know, what's this, how much millions are being lost in tourism? Because this touches from coast to coast to coast with Via Rail not operating. 400 people are literally laid off in Winnipeg. Winnipeg is a huge hub for Via Rail Western Canada services for onboard crews that go to Churchill, out of Winnipeg, Vancouver and Toronto. They are all are getting layoff notices right now with a 14-week protection. So what does that mean? They're not on board. They're getting laid off. It's happening right now in Winnipeg. So. Last night, we started to hear word that there may be an opportunity for a meeting today between some of the hereditary chiefs in British Columbia and government officials there. That's, of course, predicated on the fact that the RCMP leave that area. That hasn't happened yet. But I think for a lot of people, I know the word that comes to mind for me is leadership and the lack thereof over the last, not just the last two weeks. This has been going on in in northern BC for months now. It's just been in the last two weeks that it's become something that we are dealing with on a national level. Leadership? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like when I I didn't finish my comment, sorry, but saying when they're asking tough questions of the government in power, like how many millions, Melanie Jolie, Minister of Tourism, is this affecting? The transport minister got up and said, uh, we really want the trains to run again. Well, of course, we all really want the trains to run again. Ask one of the 400 VA employees that are getting laid off, CN employees that are getting laid off. You know, it's getting very dire in Quebec for shipments. I... You know, I wish I could say, like, the odd American calls in and saying, what's going up in that country of yours? Well, I have to try and do a political, I don't talk politics with customers, but I'm like, uh, where do I go with this? So you're right. Leadership is what it comes down to or lack thereof. So I've been calling my MP or the MP where our business is downtown. They all, oh, we want the prime minister to come back. Well, it's been a week now. The prime minister's come back. We still nothing. So this is a crisis and it should be respected like that. Say it's resolved today or tomorrow. Are you? Are, is that enough recovery time for you for the spring? Like, do you have a drop dead date where if these blockades continue into X week, you're going to be in serious trouble come spring and summer? Yeah. See, right now we need to be getting the word out because we need to take deposits right now and full payment 45 days before departure. So June is coming quick when our trip to Prince Rupert is. You know, and I hear winds of stuff talk that's not even talked in the media about how frustrating it is for Via Rail Canada being traveling on the host rail we see in rail. Even does CN want to tell the government that, okay, we're back and running. Thanks. We're going to go. We're going to push the passenger trains on the side for two weeks now, especially in Western Canada while we get going. This is something that hasn't been discussed right now, and we need to have a discussion. The transit minister needs to have some leadership and the government saying, okay, the blockades are done. CN, we respect your private business and you've had a lot of challenges. But at the same time, the federally owned Via Rail Canada should not be the whipping boy because last time when they were the whipping boy, uh, uh, two times uh, the conservative government under uh, Harper? Stephen Harper and the heritage minister out of Winnipeg here, that I forget her name. I met her in the airport uh, and I said, you know what, I just had a tour of this about 10 years ago. Now I'm dating myself how long I've been doing this. But I said, you know what, we were just on a tour to Prince Rupert and we got stuck by CN for an hour and a half 
outside the Port-au-Prince Rupert because they were switching. And I said, because you put in that federal legislation to move grain, you didn't put in a little simple little line again under leadership to help the federally owned VRL Canada to say, okay, the railway is going to move the grain, but the whipping boy is going to be VRL. We have two mile long trains. We got to put VRL on the siding. So if we could start it right now, the government also has to say VRL is not the whipping boy. They need to start operations as well right away. Because the concern would be if CN says we can start going tomorrow, they have all this backlog the, the passenger trains will be the ones push the shot. Correct. Push the That's what really needs also needs to be the discussion right now in the part of things. So appreciate you letting me say that. All right. Daryl Adair with Rail Travel Tours based right here in Winnipeg, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Daryl, thanks for coming to see us in studio. We appreciate that, sir. Thank you for having me. Don't tell my wife my phone ain't ringing because she'll make me uh, do more of the shares of the chores like you've been talking about. <laughs> <that morning. laughs> I'm going to tell her for sure. No, then. no, don't do that. All right, so here's the question, and we've been talking about the division of chores in the household, blue and pink jobs, what have you. Well, here's another one that's a difference between men and women. Women spend 40 days of their lifetime doing this for their man. Men only spend 16.5 days doing the same thing for themselves. I'm uh, turning the microphone off here. I'm already angry, and I don't even know the answer. Why am I putting that much time into this unknown thing? Women spend 40 days of their lifetime doing this for their man. Men only spend about 16.5 days doing this for themselves. What is it? Let's go with Victor at 204-780-6868. Victor, do you have a guess? Cook. Nope. That's a great guess. But uh, that's not the answer. And I, w- I would surmise that the, it would be much higher uh, for cooking. Uh, let's try. Is this Adam? Is that Adam? Hello there. You're on the air. Okay. Try that. Uh, maybe just check line three there, Kyle, and see if he's uh, still hanging around. Let's try Trista at 204-780-6868. Hey, Trista. Hey there. How about um, household chores, laundry, that kind of thing? No, that's not the answer. But hey, it's on topic, but it, that's not the answer. I'm sorry. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. Oops. Uh, oh, we just lost Alex as well. Okay, let's try Bev. Hello, Bev. Do you know the answer? Is it dishes? No, not doing the dishes. Uh, I do all the dishes, so for me, that would be uh, that would uh, that would not be the case. I'm the dishwasher in the home. Do you, you know, use like, your dishwasher? You have a dishwasher. I have a dishwasher, but I almost never use it yeah. because it takes forever for me to fill it. So I feel guilty using it if it's like I've got three plates in it. I, I have done that a couple of times. Get I've a been cat, lazy. and then the cat will lick the plate. <laughs> Gross. I'm allergic to cats. Okay, so one of our Get listeners has texted Brett to ask if the answer can be X-rated. Oh, no. It's not going... <laughs> because I briefly thought it's about doing something for your spouse, and they also do it for themselves. So, <laughs> That's why I turned off my microphone, because <laughs> oh I didn't want any of that slipping out. I'm blushing. Like, I'm holding my shirt close to me. Like, I feel like I just... Yeah. Okay. The, okay. Definitely not X-rated. Well, I'm sorry you guys didn't catch on that earlier. I didn't. I was wondering what you were chuckling mm-hmm. about. The question once again: Women spend 40 days of their lifetime doing this for their man. <laughs> Men only spend about 16.5 days doing the same thing for themselves. Not X-rated. Yeah. Although if it was, I would suggest that it would be the first <laughs> man. Would be exactly. Now that I, I hear it, I think it would have been 90% for yeah. themselves. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Let's try uh, Marshall at 204-780-6868. Marshall, do you know the answer? Would it be making the bed? No, that's not it. But hey, that's a great guess. Thanks, Marshall. Appreciate it, sir. Let's try Maria. Hello there, Maria. Do you know the answer? Would it be scratching their back? No, but Loren McNabb, can you relate to that? She has a back scratcher in her hand. In studio using my back scratcher right now. (laughs) You don't wait for someone to do that for you. You get it done yourself. (laughs) Good guess, Maria. Thanks for trying. Alex, do you know the answer? Is it ironing? No. Ooh, although that's a good one too. Although that is, I don't want to say in the ballpark, but we're getting warmer on that. Uh, let's try Priscilla. Hey, Priscilla, do you know the answer? Uh, picking their clothes. Say that again. Uh, getting them dressed, picking their clothes. That's almost. That's that's all I can say on that. That's not quite it, but uh, by picking their clothes on the right track. <sighs> Agnes, do you know the answer? Is it shopping formula for their men? Yep, that we'll go with that. It's buying clothes. Okay. And I that stat ashames me. 
Why like, is that? The, the fact that, that women spend 40 days of their lifetime buying clothes for for their man and the guys spend only 16 and a half days doing the same for the, themselves? Well, uh, what's our, list, our, our caller's name? Agnes. Agnes, you like your man to look good, right? So it's I a do. worthwhile investment of time and money. <laughs> yes. See? It, you, not, it's a waste of my that, time. Even a lot of parts... <laughs> Go get me this. Go get me that. Yes. <laughs> it's a waste of your time, Loren. Oh, I I made the mistake very early on. I think just when we got married, bought a couple shirts for him, and he didn't like either of them, and it resulted in a fight of, why don't you like this? This looks good on you, and never mind, I'm done, and I've been done ever since. Yeah, my mom used to buy clothes for my dad every year for Christmas, and every year he would return them all. Really? <laughs> Almost all of them, yeah. I love when Jackie buys me clothes. But I the, love it. The good thing about that is sometimes I would get the clothes. Like, hey, I like it. I'll keep that. Okay, so problem solved. Agnes, congratulations. I'm going to put you on hold and produce a Kyle's going to get your information off the air, okay? Thank you, yes. All right. And, uh, yeah, once again to our astute listeners who were wondering if it could be X-rated. Uh, yeah, that I never even thought about that. Which is a surprise because, uh, secretly, I'm kind of a disgusting person, so... <laughs> Secretly. <laughs> uncultured lout. Yes, I'm I an uncultured is, lout. Is the proper terminology that you use. That's actually going to come up in our next segment. <laughs> so thanks for playing along, everybody. We appreciate it. And you can keep that feedback coming on the Division of Chores at 204-780-6868. And a reminder to go to cjob.com for the question of the day, uh, which is brought to you by... Credit Aid, helping Manitobans get out of debt since 1992. Visit creditaid.ca, call 204-987-6890. StatsCan says household labor is shifting closer to 50-50 for Canadian families. Who does the bulk of the chores in your home? Be honest. And so far at cjob.com, 71% say I do, 29% say my partner does, LOL. And uh, on Twitter, we had someone say, shouldn't there be an answer for it's about equal? And I, to that I said, uh, yeah, maybe, but uh, we wanted to pit people against each other today. So. Well, because there's not enough divisiveness on social media, mm-hmm. and you wanted to stir the pot. Yeah. Plus, they said it's almost 50-50, right. but so it's we've not already, there yet. We've, we've already established, already established that, it's close. that it's sort of 50-50, right. right? We want the truth. Right. We, we search for the truth here. <laughs> Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. And Greg, as you referenced in our previous segment, I have often described myself as what? An uncultured lout. And I don't buy into that, but if that's the branding you're going with, who am I to to set it aside and to tell anyone differently? Oh, I'd like to joke about it. Because, hey, over the last few years, I've tried to expose myself to different things, the symphony, the ballet, art, And I like this next topic because it combines art with beer. Here's the headline. Blank Canvas Beer Co. celebrates craft beer and local artists. First release features Torx, Perry Joyal, and artist Cal Barteski. So in studio with us, we have husband and wife team, Jenna Kahn and Brad Chute, who have created Blank Canvas Beer. Jenna and Brad, hello there. Hello. Hey, guys. Morning. So I'm holding a can of beer with, uh, this is like, a beautiful can of beer, which is kind of a weird thing to say, but that's what <laughs> makes this so cool. It is accurate, though. Yeah. So, Greg, you described it. You're good at painting the pictures. Oh, boy. Uh, let me tell you, if you're familiar at all with the work of Cal Barteski, and I'm looking at the incredible art gallery that was created in Wolseley, full of Arctic impressions. It's the Back Alley Arctic Gallery, painted on garage doors and on fences in the Wolsey area in Winnipeg. This is an absolutely amazing depiction of a polar bear, and there's just really no other way to describe it other than it captures some of the reflective light, perhaps from the northern lights or off the snow. Uh, This polar bear is incredibly majestic, and how do you create a a relationship with an artist like Cal and, and, and get her interested in doing some beer. It was actually really easy. We, we had this idea quite some time ago and we met Cal um, socially just by chance. And I ran the idea by her and she was quite excited about the idea of putting some of her art onto beer and getting a chance to, to show off what she can do. To, to the uncultured louts of the city. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you stop and think about it, Jenna, it's the perfect canvas because you hold that beer hopefully for longer than a couple minutes. You're looking at it, it sits on so many tabletops or whatever, like a little, like a piece of mm-hmm. art, right? And so it is kind of that perfect space for it in many ways. 
Well, and that was, I think, a big thing of what we wanted to do was take art off the walls, put it on a beer can and into the hands of beer drinkers and maybe introduce two different communities who maybe know something about each other, but might learn something about each other as well in, in both directions. Could you argue that the beer making itself is also an art too, right? It's a different kind of art form when you're collaborating, creating tastes and trying to come up with something unique and different. Uh, yeah, I tried to convince Perry, who made the beer, that that was the case. And he was very <laughs> humble about it the whole time. I think he calls himself a craftsman, but I think there's much more art to it than than he would allow himself to to brag about. Because you should brag about this beer. It's quite an excellent product. Um, he made something from nothing. Four basic ingredients became something quite magical. And I think I think it's art. Well, the guys over at Torque in particular are super creative. They're always coming up with really neat stuff. So what kind of beer is... This beer that I'm holding from Blank Canvas Beer. Uh, so we're calling it an Arctic Stout, just to, to tie in the, the polar bear imagery. Um, what it is, is it's it's a stout in flavor. Um, and if you're familiar with stouts, it's a darker beer with lots of flavor, lots of rich roasty notes. Uh, but Perry decided to try to make it as light as possible, to try to go um, paler and paler and paler. And I think he succeeded that when you pour it into a glass, it looks quite pale. It's not nearly as dark as a stout. That's where the Arctic comes from. It's trying to make it as white as possible. Hmm. Um, but it is the flavors are very stout-like. And what I think was really cool is that what we wanted to do was have a beer that was reflective of the art outside the can and vice versa. So um, when Perry and Cal were first talking, we brought them together for a conversation. And they talked about uh, the word unexpected was used a lot. And that's how Cal felt the first time she ever saw a polar bear out in the wild was that you picture them as, you know, white and fluffy and cuddly. But there are also a lot of colors to them. Their skin is black. And so she wanted to... to really put something unexpected on the can as Perry wanted to do inside the can. I think my kids will tell me that their hair is actually translucent. It's not even actually white. It just looks that way to us because of the way it refracts the light. But this whole idea of combining the two, and you guys have done such an eloquent job of putting it together. The word that keeps coming back to me, though, is pride of place and where we live. And just that idea of celebrating that is shining through for me. Is that part of the intention here? Absolutely. Absolutely. We both really love this town. Um, Winnipeg gives itself, I think, a bum reputation as, as a, you know, the small brother to other cities, but I don't think that's the case. I think we're, we're just as good at, as any other city. It's a really great place to live. We have so much going on in, in the art scene and food scene and beer scene. And so we wanted to celebrate that just a little bit and maybe make the city ever so a little bit cooler. <laughs> it's reflective, too, to me. There might be people a few years ago who might have said, this is a bit too deep for beer, right? <laughs> because beer, you know, the reputation of beer was just, it's a it's basic or it's, it's something you drink before meal, not with meals. And the evolution of that in craft industry, let alone the craft industry in, in Winnipeg alone, has been huge. And so to move into this area, I think also is a statement about where beer is at, if I can even go deeper with that. Agreed. Yeah, totally. Beer is a lot more than just the what we grew up drinking. The you know the utility beer, as I call it. The, My lab light. Exactly right. <laughs> oh, that is a rough. There's so much more choice. to it than that, and so to celebrate that and to maybe introduce people who aren't familiar with that, we saw as an opportunity because maybe people who are in come from the arts angle might try something new that they've never had, and and so we hope that this can broaden the, the both communities a little bit. And I think that there's a real collaborative nature in both communities, whether it's with art or with beer. The craft beer scene in this city is really supportive mm-hmm. of each other and really engaging with uh, local theater companies and with the with local businesses to to create partnerships. And so we thought this was a way to facilitate the kind of partnership that we'd like to see mm-hmm. happening. So you had your launch party last week, Jenna, uh, last Thursday at Torque Brewing. How'd it go? So good. We were blown away by the support. We sold close to a thousand cans that night mm. oh just God. by people coming in who were there specifically to be there to see the, to try the beer for the first time, to see Cal, to meet Perry, talk about beer and uh, yeah, friends and family and also people that had just started following us on social media. So are there future collaborations coming with artists in, in, in different flavors or? We do. We've spoken to other breweries um, and other artists because the, the idea is that each release will be a totally different brewery, totally different artist, totally different beer. Um, we've, we've spoken, uh, we haven't really finalized anything yet. The idea is we wanted to do one release every three to four months sort of seasonally. So we're, we're a few months away from, from that releasing. So we're kind of, we have, we're in early days of talking with folks. Where do we get this beer? 
You can buy it at the Quality Inn Craft Beer Market, which is Grant and Pembina area, as well as you can pick it up in Torx Tap Room. All right. Awesome. Brad Shute, Jenna Kahn, they are the creators of Blank Canvas Beer. It's an Arctic stout. The artist on the can, Cal Barteski, and the brewer from Torque Brewing, Perry Joyal. Thanks for bringing this to us to show us this. And this is, uh, I think this is kind of symbolic of the the community spirit that we're getting from Winnipeg. Everybody wants to work together now. And you've found this kind of perfect alchemy. <laughs> is that the right word? Mm-hmm. 100%. Yes, I agree. <laughs> okay. And we want to thank you for all of the feedback that you've been providing this morning at 204-780-6868 when it comes to the division of chores in the household because that Stats Canada report that came out, it shows that we're almost at 50-50 now in terms of the, the labor division in the household. And, you know, I, in my experience, I was the, the chore doer for the most part. And I think... Mcnab, what was it in your household? Would you say it's even or helps? I would say we were even. uh, Just that the the line of where like who which chores fall on which person still feels a bit male female to me. So the argument might be in the the reason why we're talking about it and Stats Canada studies these things is that there used to be a time not so long ago, right, where chores really were um, the stay at home moms job, say, 40, 50 years ago. And that's evolved, thankfully. But I would still argue in a lot of houses, there's still like the, as you put it this morning, the pink-blue gender chores. And it's not because you've talked about it. It's not like someone walked in the house and said, I'm the man and therefore I will clean the garage. It just seems to have happened that way. And so that's still a shift that I need to just make. I don't think you'd have any problem doing the dishes and me mowing the lawn. Is there any particular reason you chose I will clean the garage as the chore of choice (laughs) in that soliloquy? Or was oh. that just is that me being hypersensitive? Actually, I because you were looking right at I me when I have you a said thing it. With garages, I actually just said the other day, if this garage isn't tidied up by spring, I am going to lose it because you, it's the first thing you pull into. You can't pull into your garage; so you don't know what this is like. <laughs> but if your garage was being used for cars, Greg, yes, you would pull in and you if, an if overrated exercise, by the way. <laughs> okay, well. Okay, it's winter in Manitoba. You don't want to park your car in the garage. But when the when the garage is the first thing you see, it kind of sets the tone for the starter end of your day. And so when it's messy or muddy or, in your case, filled with 19 basketballs, 13 washer fluids, and a car that can't be driven, then it's frustrating. It makes me, makes me antsy. All right, Eddie, you want to talk about some curling? Yes. <laughs> There's curling equipment also in the garage. I was just going to add, how many, how many extra curling brooms do you have in your garage? Uh, Exciting news for Manitobans just is, now. Okay, so this is really cool. So Canada defeated Russia. This is at the World Curling uh, Junior Curling Championships in Russia. So Canada defeats the, the host country 9-8 to eight in one semifinal. So... I don't need to paint the picture, but I will say, so that means Canada will compete for the gold medal against Korea. Korea beat Japan 8-4 to four in the other semifinal. Now, Canada was 7-2 and two in the round robin. Korea was 9-0, and oh, which means when they faced off against one another, Korea won. In fact, they won handily 7-1. to one. Mm-hmm. So Canada which is looking to rebound. Which is actually Manitoba. In this case, there's no question about it. I was going to get there because Manitobans should be celebrating as well. Okay, go ahead. Well, they're from Altona. <laughs> there you I go. I just got off the phone with the town of Altona. They're working the to get whole the whole town. The whole all town was gathered all at once. No, the one of the girls who works for the town. Uh, I just said, I'm just calling about the curling. She says, we just watched the curling. <laughs> and I said, well, whoever wants to come on and talk about the fact that a team from Altona, Manitoba, the women's team, Mackenzie Zacharias, Carly Burgess, Emily Zacharias, and Lauren or Loren, I don't know what the answer is. Lennon Do time. We know what the answer is. Probably Lauren. It probably is. It, they just advanced to the gold medal <laughs> final. So they're super excited in Altona. Uh, we're excited for them. And uh, now, again, that's just the women's juniors the right. men's juniors i think is is also from canada and they play the gold medal game tonight and they're, they're from the assiniboine memorial curling club that is correct so they play switzerland and i can't do the time conversion here at the moment but uh it is coming up tonight so we are joined now live on 680 cjob by the mayor of altona al friesen mr mayor good morning to you sir good morning 
pretty early morning to be getting up to watch some curling or watch the website, depending on how you had to do it. Exciting. It sounds like everybody's celebrating this morning there. Well, I know that we're not cleaning our garages. I promise you that. <laughs> Good move, Mr. Curling. Mayor. <laughs> Why, thank you. What does this mean to have a, a, a local team from a relatively small town like Altona make it all the way to the World Junior Curling Gold Medal Final Game? Well, to coin a phrase, we're excited as stink. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been following Team Zacharias all year. Of course, we're excited when they you know, took the step and, and, and joined, uh, uh, created an, uh, another team or created a team with uh, some hot uh, curlers from Eastern Canada. And then they uh, won the Provincials. And, of course, we were watching as they won Team Canada. At our curling club, we opened up the upstairs and had a viewing party. We intend to do the same thing tonight at 1 in the morning. You're going to open up at 1. Is that the start time for the game? That is the start time for the game. So there, Russia is 13 hours ahead. You mentioned that uh, some of the curlers are from Eastern Canada. So are, yeah. not, not all the members of the team are from Altona? Two are from Altona, uh, Emily and Mackenzie Zacharias and their coach, uh, and their coach uh, Sheldon. Uh, as mentioned earlier, Loren and yes. uh, Carly are from Eastern Canada. So they've uh, been spending their winter here in Manitoba. And, of course, as we are just as excited as you hinted at, that uh, Team Gauthier, the men, will be uh, uh, playing in the semis later on for their chance to make it to the finals as well. 8 o'clock tonight for the men's gold medal game. And as you mentioned, Mr. Mayor, 1 a.m. And I can imagine that there will be lights going on all over Manitoba. Curling is such an (laughs) incredible game in these parts. And and it's captured the imagination of countries worldwide. Because in years past, there's no way we would have seen a Canada-Korea final gold medal game. And let alone with Korea being the dominant team in the round robin. It's just great how the game and how the sport has grown. You're absolutely right. I know that, you know, with it becoming an Olympic sport, countries like Japan and China and Korea, uh, they are putting huge resources into that. So we historically have done well. We will need to work very hard to continue to do well. Tell me what goes into hosting a party at one in the morning. That's a, like, how do you prep to, to stay up? We get up around not long after that. So we might be able to handle this, Greg and Brett. But what are you guys doing? What's, what's being planned in terms of a hopeful gold medal celebration in the middle of the night? Until Mackenzie made that hit in the extra end for the win, we was more or less just general sort of talk. But now the planning will start. The invitations will go out. Our Town of Altona Facebook page will invite people to come. Uh, last time for the Team Canada thing, we had um, uh, basically put the game on the big screen and opened up the kitchen and the bar, and um, anybody who wanted to come was welcome. The place was full of uh, uh, Team Zacharias fans and lots of family, and I know that that's their intent to be there again tonight. So. The planning will get underway as soon as I hang up the phone. <laughs> well, 9 to 5 is a good work day, so why not 9 to 5 is a play day? Start the party at 9, go till 5 a.m. Boom, 9 to 5, done. <laughs> Can you give us a sign-out uh, excuse slip for that? A hundred percent. Just send me the forms. I'll sign them for you. Perfect. All right. Altona Mayor Al Friesen joining us live on 680 CJOB. Thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. Have fun, I guess, tomorrow morning, shall we say. We certainly will. We'll we'll do a huge shout-out for Team Zacharias. All right. That is great news. Once again, the Altona-based team in the women's final. And uh, once again, on the men's side, Winnipeg Jacques Gauthier will play Switzerland for the men's title at 8 o'clock tonight, our time in central Russia. I loved everything about that. He's not cleaning his garage. The Mm -hmm. other girl's name is Loren. Mm -hmm. They're from Manitoba. They've got their backs against the wall. They're the underdog who doesn't like an underdog story. Watching in the middle of the night, I think all the elements are there. Put them all together for a successful journey to the gold medal game for Team Zacharias. The the one trick, though, is if you're going to a party at one, Mm. when do you take the nap? How long of a nap Mm -hmm. do you take? Do you have experience in this? Like, have you tried this before? Uh, no, that's what I'm I felt wondering. like you were going, in my experience, when I get up for a 1 a.m. party, but no. No, well, just not 1 a.m., but like even now, if, if I were to go out at like 10 o'clock mm-hmm. on a fr- Saturday night, I could maybe do it, but Friday night, no. I don't know how I would do it. Usually by 10 o'clock on Friday, I'm falling asleep on my couch. Yeah, so I'm a puddle key, by 10. Oh, no question. But the key would be not to have an afternoon 
beverage of any sort, that that's going to toast you for the night. So you would have to, if for us, if we wanted to make the run to Altona, I would say we get a good nap around five o'clock, sleep for just three or four hours, and then uh, head down, be there about 10, 11, and uh, find a place to sleep for a few hours after that, get home about four o'clock tomorrow afternoon, and uh, cheering all the way. Sounds like a good plan, actually. Yeah, let's make it happen. We have been telling you all morning about this segment. We're very excited about it. To continue the celebration of Black History Month, we have our friend A.Y. DeSenator. He is the CEO of Africana. Your introduction here that I've typed up, A.Y., is is quite lengthy. Uh, He is the CEO of Africana. He is a community and social activist. He is a media influencer. He is a mentor and lifestyle coach. He is a host. He's a comedian. And he describes himself <laughs> as God's ambassador. Oh, oh my goodness. That's a long <laughs> list. I like it. Yeah. You know what, Brett? I'm always excited coming on air and coming to my numero uno station, 680 CJOB. We watch, we listen, and we know you guys are partners in progress to everything called diversity, everything called gold, which is blacks. I don't love those black color things days i call it the african you know heritage thing like the un just you know sanctioned just this last year it's all about celebrating this dynamic this unique color and um february is always that month that everyone looks forward to when i say everyone maybe not everyone but seriously it should be everyone because we don't have uh, a larger number of these dynamic colors. We have, they are, they are different. They've had a mix of different history from slavery mm-hmm. to, you know, being conquered by the power and the mighty to them getting their own ground. Even till now, we're still going through a lot of phase. So having a month dedicated to blacks is something huge. And uh, since uh, February, I've been listening to 680 CJOB. I've been seeing you bringing in tons and tons of, you know, guests, interviewing them, putting out a story there. That is not a coincidence. That means you guys are truly and rooted with those that are of the indigents. Well, you know, I, I think that from day one, since Brett and I started doing radio together and since Loren has joined the family, one thing that we all have in common is our pride of Winnipeg, and we did that earlier, celebrating this uh, confluence of one of Winnipeg's famous artists and beer. And so just this idea of celebrating where you come from, the accomplishments of your community, it has an extraordinary power to be uplifting. And I think that's we have that in common with whatever co- community you might be from, whether it's Altona celebrating yes. curling or you celebrating with us Black History Month. You are so right. And that is part of what we are doing because Winnipeg is different Winnipeg is unique, and Manitoba as a whole, having that um, acronyms and the word we use, Manitoba, friendly Manitobans. Truly, we are friendly Manitobans, and we are come a long way. As you said, it's not only about Black History Month. It's all about celebrating our uniqueness in diverse ways. We have different colors, different languages, different um, ethnicity, all coming together. And Winnipeg, if not... If we're looking at that shot, maybe if not number one, we'll be number two or three as those that have the population of different diversity. And now the African um, community is growing at a very faster rate beyond even um, the Caribbean that started to be the first blacks that move, you know, to Canada. The, the Africans community and the population is growing in really MS. Kudos to the government that are on now. Kudos to those that have been friends with supporting and celebrating this. And that is what Africanet is always doing. We are celebrating African Indians. Before we talk about what you're doing to celebrate Black History Month, you just said it, Africanet, Africanet. Am I saying it right? You said it just right, and that is the word I say you should keep pushing. Africanad, well, so celebrating Africanadians. Africanadians. Africanadians, <laughs> so Africanad. Okay, cool. So what's coming up? for? What are you guys doing for Black History Month? First of all, you brought in this 
fabulous publication, which kind of highlights locals and Canadians who oh have God. paved the way for... You just uh, need to see and dig in there. We have... Um, do you know about the Black History Month Committee? They've been doing awesome, awesome things. Nadia is the chairperson for Black History Month. And if you tune into the page in there, we have tons of events coming up. And we've been doing a lot of events. We've had uh, uh, cooking. We've had uh, seminars. Uh, politicians like Audrey, Uzoma, Jamie that are blacks, even the deputy mayor himself. They've all been there. And for today... There's tons of events happening. We have the Art Spirit Soul coming up in the New Beginning Church. We have the Award Banquet coming on the last day. That's February 29th. We have the Movie Night tonight. Oh, it's yes. the Movie Night. Mm. Yeah, the you don't history. want to miss the Black History Month Movie Night tonight at 7 p.m. All this you will find in this Black History Month brochure that it is just free. We're not even collecting a dime. And all this has been supported by lots of our politicians and some of our local content without us even paying a dime for it. So kudos to everyone that helped us to bring this out. And actually kudos to 680 CJOB for making this to come also because we really, I talked about this with Brett just said, go for it. We mm -hmm. love it. So this month uh, in particular, what does it mean to you? Like you're the CEO of Africanad, so you've spoken on on what uh, this means to your organization. But uh, to you, as someone who is not originally from Canada, mm -hmm. I guess we're so refresh your memory. When did you come to Canada? Um, tomorrow, no, on Sunday, February twenty third, will be exactly five years oh, I moved wow. to Canada, Marvelous. and particularly to Winnipeg. Five years from. Nigeria. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> when you see, and you know one thing about uh, the Nigerian and the African thing on, uh, in, in me is that we, we exude happiness. Even when you're encountering a lot of troubles, we don't stop. We keep moving. Hardworking, supporting each other, family-wise, faith, everything we do is to, you know, influence our environment and that is what black history is celebrating those people that have really paved the way that have spoken that have you know gone against um, injustice you know segregation racism but this is all about the positive impact the blacks have made in the community and that is what i and my brand africanet we're celebrating we're always all about celebrating those Past history, even the new ones we are making. Well, think about in the election in October, I could not believe, I thought that was a wrong stat. Someone said we had just elected our first black MLA. Turns out there was three, three. black MLAs elected that night. But I thought that had to be wrong. Like, surely <laughs> we have done that, you know, that we've had that representation before and we hadn't. So even just celebrating the, the, the milestones that were hitting or still have to hit. You are so on point. And that is one of the things. Imagine you, you, you will think, oh, of course, some people have been there. No, nobody has been there before. And if you're telling the story and we're not doing this, then we are not telling the story. We need to act the story. You know, changing and making things right is about doing what we want to do, not just saying it. And that is part of what we're celebrating. And if you can't write new chapters, then you're not really moving forward. You are so right. Yes, and that writing, we start writing. Mm -hmm. Doing, we want to implement it and do more. And that is what you're supporting us to do more. And that is what Africanet is doing, supporting everything everyone has been doing out there. There's a lot of people doing that you don't even have. They can't find their way into the mainstream. My stepfather is from uh, St. Kitts in the Caribbean, and so when he came into our family, into our lives, uh, almost 40 years ago now, it's hard to believe, we got exposed to the food, the culture, the uh, the cultural center, the different way of celebrating the different holidays and weddings and everything, and it was such an, a magnificent way to be introduced to a culture is through food, through different celebrations, the music, and to be a, a little bit of an outsider was awesome. And we don't want anyone to be an outsider no more. And that is what we're trying to do. Imagine yourself putting on what I... Do you, do you think this is an African wig? But seriously, this yes. is an African wig. Mm -hmm. Of course. Do you have one? No. no. I wanted to have one. I wanted to eat the food. Why will you be telling the story we, when you're not even acting in the story? I want it to be part of what we do. And that is the uniqueness and coming together truly representing ourselves. Versus being a spectator. 
I don't want no more right. spectacle. We want to be on the ice. We want to be on the ice. <laughs> and imagine blacks have been on the ice, blacks have been on the soccer, blacks have been on the news. Black, we have a lot of blacks. Kudos to those. Um, now I'm a student in the, uh, at, at um, HSC. I'm going back there. We have some blacks in the laboratory doing work. I saw them there. I thought there's only the other colleagues. I know we have blacks here. So we have a lot of blacks doing awesome things, and they need to be seen, need to be heard, and need to be celebrated. And we all, as humans, mm-hmm. need to be celebrated together. We can do it. I've been completely sidetracked by the uh, African grocers, African foodways market. Your favorite, what's your, if I'm going to go try a Nigerian dish, it should be what? Oh my God! Go for the jollof rice. Jollof rice is it? Call, spell, for, spell it for me. How do I? J O L L O F. J O L L O F. Jollof then rice. Oh, even on CNN yeah. they fought about that it. Looks like good. who got the best? And this year, African is coming up. You will have that war, food war coming up. Yeah. yeah. And part of the things we're gonna do this year is different from last year. We're gonna have um, African Business Summit. We're gonna have um, sports, African soccer, not the other soccer, the real soccer, football. <laughs> They're gonna have basketball. We're gonna have banquet. We're gonna have the parade. This year parade, you must be there. We want you to put on something spectacular, beautiful. The carnival, like like other places, Caracana, all those different festivals. We uh, we started that. We have over fifteen hundred people that did Africana last year. Mm-hmm. Imagine yes. us this year. We want to. Kick it, it up a notch, right? Kick it all a notch, and we want to see see Joe be right on the ground. Thank you. Is that coming up July second? <laughs> July second to July fourth. Well, Ay DeSenata, he is CEO of Africanad. The website is africanad.ca. If somebody wants to get their hands on this brochure that you've put together, where do they do that? Oh, we are gonna put this brochure almost everywhere. If you need to, just shoot it up on our um, social media. African and underscore official, or send us a text on 204-963-5548, and you're going to part of it. That is it. Thank you so much. What was that number again? 204-963-5548. All right. AY, thank you so much for coming to see us, Thank you, CJ Hobie. (laughs) I wish we had cameras everyone could see right now. His hands are moving like just he's in a dance. I can't stop. I did take one video. I'll put that on our Instagram shortly. Uh, AY, thanks for coming to see us, man. Thank you so much for having me here. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG. That's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.